ever look out into the vast sea of the universe? The universe. And challenge even your own imagination? Imagination? You don't think we're alone, do you? Do you? Do you? When you hear that the government is doing something, you always believe it, don't you? We are your third eye. This is Chasing Prophecy. Challenging your beliefs and pushing the boundaries of your imagination. If it's unexplained, we're talking about it. Whether you're a believer or a skeptic, we cover everything from political mayhem and tyranny to alien abductions and paranormal phenomena. You, you are not alone. Are not alone. This is the Chasing Prophecy Radio Program. And now your hosts, Jenny Nicasio. All right, everyone. So we're having a little technical difficulty. So I hope you can hear me now. Oh, there he is. Okay. So I just want to let you know, we're going to start over because I don't think, sometimes I think there's little bugs in, <laughs> it looks like my intro was moved. My background was moved. So let's start over. Okay. 
So I'm not sure if everything was on. So hello, New Orleans on FM 107.7 in 105.3 in Henderson Point, Mississippi and streaming everywhere around the world. I'm Jenny Nicasio. Welcome you to Chasing Prophecy Radio. I encourage everyone in the chat to get involved. And if you have any questions, please comment and please don't hesitate. I want to make sure the stream, I want to make sure that my guest is, yes, he is. He's in the, he's in the green room. So I just want to make sure. So don't hesitate to post your interactions in the chat. It makes our show more dynamic and more engaging. So make sure you do that. And I'm generally thrilled to have each of you with us tonight. And thank you for welcoming you back to the show. And if you're a new person, person. I hope you come back. So your presence and participation are what make Chase and Prophecy a success. So keep those comments coming and share our broadcast. Your support helps us grow and each and every listener means a lot to us. And so let's not forget to show our proud and proudly to say that our show is sponsored by United Public Radio. Talk radio. There's a number of different uh, shows on the website. The archives are there. You can listen to us. And there's a lot of shows on Roco. So let's help bring this show and make it, make it more fun. So the more people involved, the better it is. So tonight we have a truly fascinating guest, Mark Anthony Rains, and I might be saying his name wrong, so I apologize. He's not just a researcher of the paranormal. He's a cryptozoologist, and I don't know exactly what that is. So he's going to come on and he's also an author. So you can he can explain everything, but also someone who has walked the thin line between life and death. There's not too many. So I want to welcome Mark to the show. Let me go ahead and bring Mark on. Yeah, welcome to the show, Mark. I'm so glad to hear you. Uh, unfortunately, I don't hear you. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> I was worried. I'm so. It, it, I'm, it, was, it was the gremlins my end. I had a fight. Yeah, there. you have gremlins over there. Yeah. Well. Mark, I want to welcome you to the show. Your story begins with an experience that few have lived to tell, a near-death experience. So this brush with the other side, it changed you, and didn't it? Yes, it did, really. Um, it's it's more of audio experience than a visual experience. I know most people have a visual experience, but I had an audio experience. Uh, well, the background was I was very, very ill, I had a blood sugar count of one, two, four. I was oh. taken into hospital, uh, obviously straight to ED, then straight to ICU. And um, whilst I was in the coma state that they put you in, I heard a woman's voice I never heard before or since telling me to wake up. And I had a, a very overwhelming feeling to wake up, the strongest feeling I've ever had to wake up. And... I I tried to see, I tried to rationalize it. Was it the drugs? You know, because sometimes when you're um, full of chemicals, you may be hallucinating. Or could it be a nurse, his face I saw? Or could it be my wife's? But no, it wasn't none of that. I did, um, I seriously believe it was my guardian angel telling me, yeah. sorry, mate, it's not your time yet. You know, it's time for you to come back. And after that, I had more pull towards the paranormal and other subjects because it, it, it sort of influenced me more. It, it, it made me more aware of myself, if that's 
if you understand what I'm trying to say. I think I do. So this experience made you more aware of what was going on with you or everything around you. Yes, that, 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 that's it, yeah. Because it, it, it's a strange thing because also why I got the name Ghost Man for my, most of my shows and my mm. image and all that is because yeah. whilst I was in my coma, I, I was neither in this world or the next world. So what did you see? You said it was you didn't see it, but you heard it. Yeah, I did hear it. It was a very strong female voice, very mm. strong. I, 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 I know that's odd. I know most people have uh, um, visual experiences going to this beautiful, beautiful yeah. place, but yours is more auditory. Yeah, and I, I spoke to other people who've had this experience and believe it or not there is a sort of club for near-death experience yeah, yeah there's right. a lot of people who have these experiences and it's just not like but theirs is more where they actually go down a light they see a this tunnel with the bright lights and they see past like relatives who passed on so what, what would go ahead and recap exactly what okay you're in a coma what happened how did you get in a coma again well basically i had i was um in a diabetic Okay, so it was a diabetic coma. So your yeah. blood sugar was sky high. You didn't, yeah. you passed out. So yeah. you went into this coma. They took you to the hospital. So you, you were in this coma, like you were, you weren't awake. You were in a coma. Some people don't understand what a coma is. Like you're some, I don't even exactly know what it means. So it's you're, a strange, you're not, it's a strange sense of, uh, well, the best way to describe a, a coma is, Really, like you're dead, but you're not dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're you're in a different between, world, right? Because they're keeping your function, you functioning. You're not talking and awake in the sense of being awake. Well, I don't okay, know. so did you hear the voice right away, or was it something that was there I, the whole I don't time? Know if it's straight away, because obviously my sense of time during that period is gone. I don't mm -hmm. know nothing. Between those three weeks, okay. well, that three weeks of my my time in a coma, I don't know anything that happened during that three weeks at all, news wise or. Okay, so your your mind is awake. You're hearing these voices. So you said it was a female voice, mm -hmm. and what did she say to you? Basically, just to wake up. That's just it, wake very, up. Just wake up. Was it somebody odd. in the room with you? Was it someone telling I, I you? Know. It... I, I really don't know. I mean, this is why I've, I've tried to examine it all, because obviously, when you talk about this, you you've got you are aware that people are going to doubt what you say, or yeah. That you're so, your was your family there with you while you were in this? Uh, my coma? wife was around at the time. Obviously, unfortunately, she passed away. Okay, but so um, was she, she was there um, with me. Uh, for that time, but I don't. Okay. It definitely wasn't her voice because I would know her voice. And did you tell these? Did you tell your doctor you heard voices or your family that no. you heard? <laughs> no, you were too. Okay, okay. I just I want to. So this I was a personal it, thing. Yeah, I think I thought. Well, no, you might be uh, the white room and the padded jacket. No, well, there's so but... many people that have these experiences. That's why. Okay, so this this journey took you on a path to what you call. Um, into a realm of what's it called crypto cryptozoology. cryptozoology. What is that? What is that? 
It's basically the study of monsters, but not really monsters. Monsters is the glory side of it. So know. it's it's a study of monsters, like like uh well, Nest, like, uh, Cooper College, uh, Black. Big they Sport. actually have something like this. That they have a, like a is this a course you take, or is this just something that no, you no, study on your? You can just do. I mean, you can look it up. I'm a friend of mine who runs the most successful wow. cryptozoology site is called John Downs. And I got very friendly with him. Paranormal I, animals. Okay. Chasm. I might be saying your name wrong. Chasm. So you're like paranormal animals like uh, dogmen, Bigfoot, uh, um, skinwalkers, yeah, so something like that. Sort of things. Plus it's like new species, um, you know, like rare animals that are found in the like Amazon. something like on the island of dr moreau <laughs> yeah yeah it's okay. sort of weirdy stuff but it, it's more it's more it's quite a lot of research into it as well i mean obviously there's a lot of doubt oh it can't be real but mm -hmm. obviously like you know every myth has an element of truth you look at the the story of werewolves and then you connect it to people who have the problem with excessive hair growth. Oh, like okay, like a and and uh, and you could if you was an ancient man, if you saw someone like this walking towards you and they looked like a wolf, you would be believe that would be like a werewolf. Like yeah, a werewolf. I think okay. this is where it came from. I, I'm I'm not an expert by any means. That this no. is just my theories, but. Okay, so tell us what was it like? How did how did it lead you to explore this uh, uncharted territory of Devon and Cornwall? Well, because Devon and Cornwall is a strange and wonderful land, we've got the myth of King Arthur. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's well known. I mean, he's everywhere in Cornwall. Devon is burial places here. He's these did this, and then the sword in the lake. Everything is connected to Cornwall, Devon, some way. And obviously we've got the witches. Uh, the, yeah. we got we got the most the last witch troll, which is in Biddeford. Oh. So the three witches got hanged. Now but where was that? That was in Biddeford Town, which is in uh Devon. Devon. Now Devon is what part is that what part like in the UK? Well, is the that? only way I could describe it is that I remember being at school, and this is a weird way of describing it. Imagine England. Mm -hmm. As an old man carrying a pig, okay. pig to market, Wales is the pig bit. We're the trotter bit. The trotter bit is Devon and Cornwall, roughly. And I mean, I know that it's not very good for geography, but my geography has not been very good. So, so. where are you? Where are you at? You're in London, or are you somewhere like in the I'm suburb? I'm in a place called Holsworthy, which probably most people never heard of. But there is a Holsworthy in Australia as well. So it, it's a sweet, weird one. I, 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 it's sort of like a, a reverse twin, really. But um, it's a, an old market town which has been established for them since the 1800s. Um, it's only a small place compared to most places in America. But it, it, it's where I live at the moment and I enjoy it. And what time? It. Is it like two in the morning there? What, what is it? One what in the time morning? is it now? It's gone. 15 minutes past midnight. Oh, it's not too late. Hi, Cindy. If, you have, if you're just joining us, we have a wonderful guest on the show. And make sure I, I pronounce, is it Anthony, Mark? Ant just call me Mark. It'd be Mark. 
Um, he's he's he had a near death experience that led him into this other realm of cryptozoology, which is really cool. So get back to um the um I'm pronouncing. I want to make sure Devin and Corn. Wow, is that how you say it? Yeah, Cornwall. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, so that that's astonishing. So it's incredible, and not every day you hear this stuff. So this is like a complete transformation from your near-death experience, your journey into cryptology, sparked by such a personal and intense experience that you had in the come has led you to explore mysteries in your own. It's like in your own backyard. So Devon in Cornwall, places. Well, it's a it's a legend. It's it's like a a folklore. And There's what drew you? What drew you there? Well, it's basically, a... um, I came here to be with my wife. Uh, it's a strange. Uh, if you want a little bit of personal story, I put myself as an advert in a biker's magazine called, uh, and um, basically there was three people who answered, and she was one of them. I met her in Bodmin, uh, which is if you don't know Bodmin, there's a place mm -hmm. called Bodmin Jail. Which is a, a visitor site, and there's very a lot of hauntings, obviously oh. because related to hangings and uh, back then, you know, you went. It seems like London has so many. Like there's Jack the Ripper. There's um, I don't know if you watch Penny Dreadfield. There's all these English um, folklore. Yeah, Jack the Ripper is a very famous case. Yeah, there's also um, the vampire uh, myths. Hey, yeah. Explain that to me. You have you wrote a book called The Vampire. I, I wrote. It's a based on the original book by John Potelli. Potelli. Uh, yeah, it's just a rewrite version of that. Really. Really more, more, so what's more that modern. about? It's basically about um, how uh, this person is. He gets into society. And he. he Obviously, back then, you know, and people people don't know where he's come from or suspect mm. where he's come from, and slowly but surely they find out he's a vampire, and then it's just it's like a gothic mystical kind of horror, and I just rewrote. Okay, so it's a novel. Yeah, it's, it's, just it's to make it to, just to make it a bit more, you know, modern. I wrote mm -hmm. a couple ghost. Uh, paranormal stories i wrote holes uh, 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 uh ghosts about stories about devon and cornwall and i've got one now out called irish ghost stories but it's misspelled irish ghost uh, misspelled ghost by mistake i kept it in there because i thought it might get more than this instead of ghost i put geest it makes it more interesting yeah and it basically that is accounts from the 1800s from people that experienced ghosts in Ireland. And it's basically that obviously just what they mm -hmm. said they've experienced. And there's no way I've not added any edits or anything like yeah. that. I've just put down what they said or did. And I've, I've just kept it like that because I thought, well, basically that's sometimes you can, it's better to, for the, the reader just leave it to understand what it might be like because when you experience a ghost, as you know, most people know, it's we it's a weird experience because I think, and a lot of people, there is a lot of theory. This is, I think, sometimes it's big. You know, with the brain, mm -hmm. we have the 
still got the caveman brain in us yes. because that's why we have fight or flight. I think that's why some people are more drawn to the paranormal or cryptology or whatever. And it, it's triggered because it, that because back then we were more in tune. Mm -hmm. We have the reptilian part of our brain. So what is there any other um, experiences um, in the paranormal that you want to talk about? I know it's fascinating. And listeners, as you can hear, Mark Anthony, his experiences are unique. And they all well, there, there is another weird one. I think this is going to be the weirdest one. And then there's going to be that there's going to be people that's going to be think this is very odd. Um, some time ago, uh, we um, woke we woke up by our, our we had a Shih Tzu a dog, um, and uh, we were woke up, and we f we found that the dog had been fed and watered. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds strange, but we didn't do it. My stepson didn't do it, and we just thought it was very odd. And also, my wife, when she was alive. She swore that when she woke up, she saw two shadows watching over her. Oh, okay. You know, that's quite common shadow people. Yeah, it's like the shadow people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if people aren't aware what shadow people are, it's basically they're forms of ghosts, but they're not forms of ghosts. They're not quite formed. They can be either devilish or for good. I mean, I don't think – I think the good and bad is – a principle that's we could make the path because we're all capable, as you know yourself, that we're all capable of bad faults or evil yeah. faults. But it doesn't mean we react on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we all, you know, sometimes think, oh, mm -hmm. you know, I wish, I, mm -hmm. you know, but we don't go out and act on them. You know, that's a myth. It's like uh, I used to work in mental health. And yeah. And obviously, the theory about the full moon is true. Oh, it, yeah. The full moon is so true because I know I have so many weird experiences. It seems like I'm like hyper and I, I, I just I get very emotional. And I think that goes back with, for the folklore of, of werewolves, how they go crazy. You know, they at the full moon and at 12 midnight, they turn into and I, I can see the, how it affects everyone, not just, you know, there's certain people who, who are affected more from the full moon but there it there's more robberies there's more um car accidents there's more people going going into the psych ward so yeah definitely i agree with that and and, and people say they always say oh don't be silly but you've got to remember that the human body is nearly 80 quite a high percentage of water mm -hmm. and obviously we've got the pool and the moon yeah the and high then tide. there is I've, I think I've read somewhere, I'm not too sure if I'm right on this. Apparently, the moon is moving further away. You know, not like suddenly. You know, I've, I've been hearing a lot of strange things about the moon. Actually, not, you know, it, it, it's not enough yet mm -hmm. to be noticeable, but there is that theory. Also, there was another, something else I read about the Earth's crust. The Earth's is slowing down, you know. Like, oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't if you know. have any, anyone in the chat, hi, Cindy, hi, Mark. If you have any questions for Mark, definitely put them in the chat and we'll pull you up on here. Yeah, I don't um, mind. I'll, I'll answer anything if I can. Yeah, well, he, he said he'll answer anything. So, again, I just want to let you know we're sponsored by the United Public 
Talk Radio in New Orleans. And if you have a chat, and we are here with Mark Anthony Rains. He's an author and a paranormal um, cryptozoologist researcher. Yeah, it's there's just say one go, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it's a mouthful. <laughs> it's, it's it's a big one. Um, so let me go a little bit deeper. So you, so whether it's a near life, um, dear, excuse me, a near death experience that opens new doors. The zip, the cryptozoology in the Devon and Cornwall. Is there any other thing that you've experienced um, in the paranormal ghosts or any kind of, I know there's a lot of time, time traveler. Um, ah, see, this, this is a very interesting theory I have that, do you know, we, we, when we see UFOs, yeah. now there is, I'm not, the, I'm not the only one that believes this theory that UFOs are not technically aliens. They're yes. basically ourselves coming back from the, future future so sort of like a like a tour <laughs> like a time. some people some people think that's the shadow people too they're time travelers yeah 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 and also that the bigfoot is connected to mm -hmm. you as well because if you look at it i don't know if it's the same over america the time you know the, the timelines you know um, Kazim wants to know, so what's the connection between the near-death experience and cryptozoology? I mean, how the first leads to the other? Well, basically, it, it's all connected because it's a very um, – when you talk about these subjects, most of it is in, in a like a, a clique group of people. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Havey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. Because if you look into cryptozoology, cryptozoologists only talk about cryptozoology. Par par paranormal people only talk about ghosts or paranormal experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think it should be all linked because basically, as I said before, if you look at most history sightings, if you look at most sightings anywhere in the world, there normally would be a UF sighting connected there at some point, a paranormal event somewhere at that point. And you probably would find people that have experienced near-death experience or seen angels mm -hmm. or uh, have um, feathers, uh, like white feathers in the, you know. And all this group of, like, we, we're sort of treated as outsiders as such. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've come across that yourself, Jenny. Yeah, I I feel like it's kind of it's an odd feeling that you have these experiences and if you're with your friends or family who don't have these experiences, you feel like you're there's you're the oddball. I mean, I've had so many strange, I had, I had 
going back to time traveling, I had an unusual experience the other day. Last Friday, not this past Friday, but I guess a week ago. Yeah, not this past one, but last Friday. Yeah, about a week ago. Um, I was journaling. I journal every morning. Uh, every morning, first thing in the morning, I I do like a. Uh, people are calling it a Jesus challenge. I'm a Christian, and I I journal like I said, "Good morning, Jesus," and I just tell Jesus uh, Christ everything that's on my mind, like all my problems. What's my day going to be like? I do a uh, thankful journal where I um a gratitude journal where I I write down everything I'm thankful for. And I'm doing this and I had my coffee and I do this for about a half hour to an hour in the morning. I get up super extra early to do this. And I'm, um, I'm just getting into it. And all of a sudden my TV, like it did like, um, went off and went on really fast, like a lot of, um, static. And then I had like, it sounded like the air and like pressure in my ear shifted a little bit. And then I, just felt strange for a second. And I picked up my coffee and it was cold and I just got the coffee. I'm like, what the heck was that? You know, was, did I, something happen? I didn't pay much attention to it. And then I kept on noticing I was late for appointments and what did I lose time? I don't understand. I was just outside, checked my, my Fitbit and it, it said, I, you know, the, the time was different for when I went inside or I checked my phone. I'm like, what's, what the heck's going on? And it just came to me day before yesterday. I, in the middle of the night, I checked the time and it said 6.05. So I said, okay, I got up. And then all of a sudden I looked at my phone and it was 7.05. I got, what the hell's going on with the time thing? So I looked at my, my Fitbit and it was complete. It's an hour behind, and I'm like, okay, how can that happen? Because Fitbit's connected. It's not to your iPhone. It's connected. It it doesn't change. It does not change. Okay. So I went online. I start googling, and I asked Chat GBT. I said, what what would cause this? I asked um, the chat in Fitbit, and he said, the only time this happens is if you go to a different time zone. Well, I haven't gone to no different time zone. So it blew my mind, like, and I go, oh crap, was, did I, is this some kind of time traveling or did I go into a different parallel universe? I mean, it was so odd. Have you ever heard of anything like this? Well, really, let's think about it. We, we always on about time travel, right? Well, technically, if you want to be about time travel, we're time traveling now. Think about it. What time is it your end? It's 7.29 p.m. My end is just going coming up to half past 12. So therefore, yeah. you're in my future. <laughs> yeah, technically. Yeah. yeah. So, I know that's a technicality, but it technically is time traveling. If yeah, you think about it, in it a, is. In terms of time traveling. It is. But, but it's people, crazy. I know people are going to say, "Oh, that don't be so silly. It's only a theory." But let's, let's explore it. I mean, how do, when astronauts come back from space, mm -hmm. they have to readjust their bodies because once they're in space, their bodies go like this. They actually stretch. You know. Kasmin, yes, I was listening to Christian music, um, spiritual music, like worship music. So 
I, I don't know exactly what happened, but it just freaked me out because that, I don't know if you ever experienced when that pressure changes, but why would the pressure change when I'm in my, you know, I'm sitting down in my living room, my bedroom, in the TV, did that kind of to stopped, it went dead and then it came back on, but it was like a static. And you know, this happened before this happened when I first started doing this radio show back in 2019. And I was supposed to be on six, I think it was seven Eastern, uh, but new Orleans. Well, this was on now. She was in Texas. It was on beacon of light. I wasn't on, I wasn't on um, the UPRN radio yet. I was on um, a different one. And I wasn't on the radio. This was a podcast before. And I was trying to schedule the live. And for some reason, it says I was supposed to be on at six. And we got into this big, I got really frustrated with the manager. And I said, there's not, this is crazy. So, and I'm not the only one who lost an hour. My son had the same experience at, at the exact same time where we lost an hour. So I didn't go anywhere. I was in my home. So this, this is, happens on more than one occasion. So I don't know how, what would explain that one. So I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Do you know, do you know the concept of perce perception of time? Do I imagine, know? The right, imagine you are a, sitting for a painting. Okay. The painter is painting you. For him, the time is going faster because he's concentrating on painting for you. For you. You, as the person who's sitting there, the concept of time is going slower because you, you, you're you Because you're sitting there, you're bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes, as you get older, as you know, young, when you're younger, time goes like this. Goes really slow. And as, you, as I'm getting older... I think most people experiencing this, I don't know if anybody else will agree with me, that time perception seems to go very fast. A day seems to, you know, you wake up, the next minute it's time for bed. You know, you yeah. don't even know where the day's gone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one experiences this. But no, I, I I truly believe the older you get, the time flies. And I, it's kind of sad because all of a sudden it's time for you to die you know, if you're really old. Um, well, today was a weird day. I thought it was Saturday all day. And um, it, it to me, today was it was not that fast. So today was a nice – I like today. Today was a good day. It wasn't um, – Well, my time conception is a bit odd anyway because I have a small vessel disease of the brain mm. which basically affects my cognitive – ability mm. so sometimes i may say wrong words or uh yeah. spell things well, wrong my time yeah i have that problem too because i'm dyslexic and it really it's it's hard because sometimes i'll be reading something and it just doesn't come out right or i it was like when i was in my 20s i had this habit of reading a book from back to front but I didn't actually read. I would always start from the back. And uh, I was talking to a professor in college and she said, do you know, that's what the Chinese do. I said, Oh, that's strange. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. If that's because the language is written the way that way. The language, Maybe. Yeah. I think the language is written. I think, I don't know. I'm not Chinese. So I apologize in advance if I've said any Chinese people. <laughs> Mark Christopher said, I experienced the same 
analogy in classroom as a teacher. Well, I'm teaching time goes fast, but for my students, yeah, for a teacher, of course, because <laughs> you want to get yeah, out. But I think I think that might be because it, it, <laughs> the students might be bored. Sorry, mate. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's true though, but because <laughs> at school you learn some subjects you retain better than others. Now, I was unfortunately yeah. I was kept back at school for a year mm. because. Um, I wasn't very good at maths. No, so I wasn't at this either, so. back the year. So I always felt like catching up. Mm -hmm. So um, I that. Yeah, exactly. Cindy says, yes, I agree with you 100%. My son also agrees. He is 39. And then Kazan said, and the Arabs. So what did, What about the Arabs? They write, They read backwards. Is that what they do? I'm not That's sure. It's probably what he's saying. Yeah. I, yeah. I as I say, I, I'm not an, Maybe an, I'm an Arab. Expert by any imagination but most languages um the most common language um, for, which people don't never talk about is latin yes and you know because, what they, that's something they're going i know that um they used to have the latin analysis when they say latin people go say what do you mean i say think about it every specimen animal flower is always named after latin name mm -hmm. always no matter even if you was to find one Jenny, oh. it'd be Jenny Nancesaro, something, something. Well, Latin is a, is a language that they want to do away with. I know, I know the Catholic Church, um, they don't want to have Catholic masses. And, you know, the one thing that um, the devil, Satan, does not like is Latin. So, well, yeah, it's a weird one because uh, did you actually know there is, you know, when they go about the, the famous case, um, where the priests go and exercise people, like the exorcists. That is based on a real case. There is an actual division in mm. the Vatican that is devoted to exorcism. I mean, it's only a small division. It's only like probably one priest or two priests. But it does actually exist. So yeah. therefore, they actually do believe that possession is possible. I'm not obviously they look into mental health. Oh um, yeah, they, it's not. They just don't believe the person they go and see is possessed. Because well, they have a just, special department, a special um, area of the Catholic Church that does exact. They just that's all they do is um, exorcisms. Yeah, it's a weird one because people think why exorcism? I think the devil is himself a devilish person. It's only it goes into you. Because you're willing to let it go into you. I don't think you you don't you can mostly fight it as as a such. Yeah, I, I, I think, think that's true. I think I think that's true. I think that the, most people that are possessed or they have no uh, relationship with Christ, they have no relationship with Mary, the Blessed Mother. That uh, they don't have any relation. They never go to church. They don't have any worship. So I think they're they're easier to um, be you know captivated. By the um, demonic forces. What do you think of when the Bible, when the Roman Church, uh, the Romans took out the women from the Bible? Because what do you mean? Of, you mean of, why they took out the like there's, there's the lots of women Gospel of Mary? Is uh, that what you're talking? Lots of women oh now. yeah, they. That's because the Catholic Church. To me, they women were they were not. They were like a lower 
on the totem pole of the status, the second class citizen, the women got such a bad rap. They never, like there was a gospel according to Mary. Mag, they took that out. They didn't, they don't want to even suggest um, that Jesus had a relationship with Mary. And they, there is, they do say that his, the one he loved most was Mary. Who, who showed himself? He showed himself not to John first. He showed himself to Mary. I mean, that's what I think. And um, well, I think um, it's obviously it shows the times, mm -hmm. and this relates back to, believe it or not, the current situations we're in, because, as you know, with the Black History Movement. Now, mm -hmm. I believe it's important that everybody should have their own history. We have a question here, a comment um, from Alara. She said, my bedridden mother was moved into her new home. There was no room she hadn't seen due to a wheelchair restriction. One day she says to me, why am I here? Do you want these washed? After a few moments, she described the laundry room from top to bottom. She even told me of a sock stuck into the washer and dryer. I left and went into the room. Amazing. It's, it's all I'll say. Is that considered time travel? It could be. I mean, it also could be perception that without you knowing it, somebody could have come in and done it. But I don't know. If it's only her and her mother there, obviously that's not possible. That's Laura lost that memory for five minutes of doing mm -hmm. that. Because don't forget we do all things automatically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It could be. I think but a lot of it is is... I don't know if it's time travel, but it could be perception that she just had like some kind of maybe telepathy or I don't know. There's, there's lots of unexplained things out there. That's a weird and wonderful world we live in. And lots of base things, are based, as I was saying before, based on history. I mean, we try to take history out because we don't like it because it's uncomfortable. We don't like, oh, we shouldn't talk about it. Because I, I don't want to talk about the trade, slave trade. It's not nice. It's mm -hmm. horrible. But when we got to mention it. It's like the, the war. We've got to think, still think about the war. Because without remembering the horror bits, we, we won't find peaceful solutions. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on in the, in the country. A lot of things that we... if you, you have to stay in tune with it. Or otherwise, you kind of lose touch and you don't realize what's going on there's there's just i mean i could sit here there even like that new movie that's on netflix and a lot of people are talking about it. i don't know if you saw it um leave the leave the um world behind i think that's what it is with jennifer uh julia roberts a lot of people are thinking this is a warning um uh, because it's talking about um like this three days of darkness it's talking about how there's not only are we going to be in a war with um, China, but Russia and um, the Muslim countries. It's always been it's always been a prediction that because most of these countries not been horrible or nasty, uh, Palestine is like a Northern Ireland on steroids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always going to be a very volatile place between Palestine and Israel. I'm very sorry to say that, but they grow up. Most of people grow up to hate each other. Yeah, and if you hate someone, you're more likely to go and fight with someone. I'm not saying it's perfect in Northern Ireland. It probably is still 
communities out there that don't like each other, but they, they've more or less settled that they don't want the situation that it was before because it couldn't carry on. You can't carry on killing for the sake of killing. It, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So getting back to your near-death experience, how, how did this change your relationships with your um, family and your work? Did it change it? Well, I, I, well it, it didn't affect my work because I wasn't working at the time. Okay. But anyway, but, but I told my wife, and she was quite understanding, but it took me a little while to tell other people because, like I said before, it's the, it's like UFO experiences or paranormal experiences or anybody experiences anything. But you don't like coming forward because – you know, the minute you put yourself out there, you're vulnerable to people going, oh, yeah. But <laughs> then we live in the age of TikTok. And, and yeah, TikTok. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, there's just a lot of strange things on TikTok. Yeah, I don't know I, I if don't you know. ever listened. Because there's, I, I, I go on there every once in a while just to get some stories because there's there's so many people taking video I mean, there was the giant, the giant door. Now there's a, um, some, there was a video of a shadow over the moon and people are calling it a UFO. They're seeing this, not just one person. And I mean, there's tons yeah, of people. But that's are to do this. with, um, it's just, uh, I can't remember the name of the word, but probably you probably put it in the comments. It's to do when you look at the sub, uh, something, like you look at a tree, a nodule a, a, a in a tree, it looks like a face, like the face of Jesus and, yeah. you know, an Elvis and people like that. You you perceive it to be. And when you look at it and then everybody else says, oh, that's the face of Jesus. That's the face well, there's a lot of people who are seeing these, not just that, but they're, they're claiming that they're real, that they're just CGI. Like in the movie, there was all these, like, in that movie, Leave the Earth Behind, how this big tanker ship, um, came onto the sand. Now, was that real or was that like a CGI? You don't know. You're going to see these things that you perceive as real and they're CGI. They're not real at all. And they're, that's why they're going to fake this alien invasion. Well, that's the trouble with the cryptozoology world and paranormal world now because there's so many fakes. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to fake things. Okay. Now, you're in the UK. So you're in London or this somewhere. Uh, yeah. Okay. You, you mentioned Bigfoot. Is there Bigfoot there? Have the people well, have seen there's a controversial theory that Bigfoot does exist in the UK, but most people believe it's of the paranormal nature. Not many people believe it's a physical presence, but there has somebody lately, a young lad called Daniel Barrett, mm-hmm. found some what he thinks to be a Bigfoot prints or evidence in the uk but he's so you don't it think it's a physical you think it's more like paranormal like, I, I, like an interdimensional like creature that comes yeah, in and out of parallel universes in the uk unfortunately because we're small mm-hmm. country compared to the us or canada or places of Russia, you know we have there's a lot of very we would how would it hide okay. Maybe, i'm not i'm knocking it I'm, I'm i do believe they do know what they're talking about well, some people. I mean, there's a there's a there's a video going viral that actually shows his face, um, and he's very strong. Now, I'm not sure. I believe there's there's speculation that he is a extraterrestrial. You know, that was that came well, it here. It could be, and it could be an unexplored human or human. 
you know, a, a branch of human. Like a, something happened in the DNA chain. Yeah, that, that survived without us knowing about it. Like a, like, well, whatever, like, you know, because of Darwin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah we kind of links, blah, blah, blah. But, chromosome um, mixed up. Yeah, so I think that's possible. I mean, as I say, I'm no expert because there's so many theories out there. Lots of people would counteract what I've just said. Mm -hmm. They said, oh, now there is such a thing, blah, blah, blah. But for every one argument, you'll find another argument. So it, 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 it's just a controversial world. But I, I do believe it could be possible mm -hmm. because everything's possible because we've got, we got the theory of big cats in the UK. What's that? Tell me about the theory of the um, big cats. Big, big cat sightings in Dartmoor and places like that. And basically, I, lots of people reckon it's because we used to have be able to keep big cats and big animals. So like you mean that. like a tiger, a lion, cat, uh, or is this bigger most, than that? I think mostly on the side of pumas, I would have thought, rather than big. Hmm. Probably could be lion, but we've got wallabies over here, and we've got parakeets okay. over here. So, I mean, wallabies were released accidentally into the UK, if Savage Economy, as wild boar. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's possible. But, I mean, it, it, as I say, the big cat thing came from, they, they brought the Wildlife Act in, so you couldn't keep a wild animal anymore. So okay. lots of people think these animals were released into the wild. Okay, but I mean, so they're not paranormal them. animals. These are real big yeah, cats. Yeah, and th this is... They're probably not the original cats that were released because, a cat, and as anybody would know, a wild animal would adapt to its environment. Mm -hmm. It would it slowly adapt. I think it's possible because mm -hmm. it would be sheep, you know. Okay. And lots of farmers would find mutilated sheep, and they might be wouldn't say nothing because basically, if you told someone that it was sheep mutilated, they might think, "Oh yeah, you're in <laughs> for insurance or something like that." I'm pretty sure that if I investigated enough, it probably would be enough farmers saying, oh, mm -hmm. yes, there's a, this is sheep that we found that was mutilated and we don't know how. It could have been a dog. You know, dogs are known to attack sheep. And some dogs, big dogs, can be mistaken for cats. In, 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 yeah. You know. Well, these – now, Bigfoot is, is not a cat. It's, it's, it's a big – it looks well, like it's a, a Most people think it's an ape or – Oh, yeah. uh, ancient human. Okay, we only have like 10 more minutes left. Let's talk about something a little bit Christmassy because it is Christmas next yes, week. Yeah, we can do because I've just been recently doing the um, narration for the Christmas Carol. I was just going to ask you about the Christmas Carol because that yeah, was in yeah. London, right? Charles Dickens and the ghosts. Yeah, um, yeah it's basically because he, he saw the poor and I think he wrote it because of the poor. I think mm -hmm. that's what you based it on. I think loosely based it probably on a character and used the character to make just show how the poor were treated. So they were very good. I mean, Charles no, Dickens. No, no. Basically um, that whole story. Actually, I'm going to watch Scrooge tonight. Um, yeah, Scrooge is a good version of it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I I'm think gonna, it's very good. There's loads of versions because yeah, it, 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 in its essence, is a ghost story with a moral bit in it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I I like the book, and it was a short, you know, it's it's uh, well, it's I available think... online. It's public domain. Anybody can read it. 
Mm-hmm. And I yeah, recommend you, you can redo it. I mean, you can mm-hmm. redo it to make it a different version. I mean, yeah, I, I, done- I, I also I think there's lots of Charles Dickens ghost stories out there that nobody reads very much of, and they're available as well. So he he, he Charles Dickens he was in um he liked ghost stories. So. He was a very good narrator and orator. He was probably like the first m- main public figure that would go out and do talks and mm-hmm. express about ghosts and stories and yeah whether he was a believer or not i know that colin arthur colin doyle was a great believer in paranormal yeah good good uh christmas is a good time to talk about i mean christmas i think brings a lot of ghosts to the surface too i think if you want to um, have an experience with the ghost i think they're more apt to come especially if you lost a loved one i think that's the perfect time for them to come popping in every once in you know just as we're all thinking hello how are you and how are you just just checking in on you this christmas because i mean we got to believe there's something we'd have to because if if it is just you know, so I'm not knocking anyone's faith now, but if it's just that we live, we die, we do a little bit, we die. It, then most people would say, well, "What's the point?" What's the point? <laughs> you know, my um, someone's telling me about Tucker Carlson, and he was talking about a disclosure of um, these um aliens, and they said he he came apart. He said something hor- horrific. Um, we we got a couple um comments um before I we got. Edgar Allan Poe was a mouse. Yeah. Yes, that was a good one. Very good storyteller. Okay, Mark Christopher said, I read the treadmills were invented for people who couldn't pay their debts. Scrooge mentioned treadmills. Would you really? When he says, are the treadmills in the full force? Have you heard I anything? think he Have means you? workhouses. Because they what are they? Bring, yeah, there's a lot of workhouses. Holzer used to have a workhouse. It, lots You're of telling Still, people remember the workhouses, so they oh. were it was around a long time. So it was popular in in uh, England. Um, the tread, you mean the regular, real treadmills where you were? I don't think he means treadmill. I think he means like um, in the mills, like like the, the water, mills. the you water. Um, yeah, I think he means yeah. that because well, treadmill. He, was... he wouldn't mean like that. <laughs> so the guy in the the so there were people like that um, in tra- like. Charles Dickens story, Christmas story. So they were mean. He was a mean boss. He treated their workers really bad. Yeah, but they did. They didn't. They they had children. You got to remember, children. They had kids working in the 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 factories and stuff. Yeah, they had kids picking up dangerous things. That's terrible. (laughs) But But that's the way it was back then. It it doesn't exist now. But yeah, again, it's history. History. You can't deny it. You've got to learn from it. And this, everything has a history of some kind. Everything, every, every, if you, anybody looks into a myth, think of a myth, look into it properly, and then you'll find there's an element of truth somewhere in there. You just got to find it. It's very, it could be the smallest bit. I mean, there's a lot of people that believe, uh, yeah, again, uh, that the Bible was, was written by um, Jesus was like a, a prophet. Yeah, he was a prophet. He wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, um, and he, people followed him. 
And then people say, how could they write it at the time? But you've got to remember, they were probably really writing it as they perceived it. Because yeah, Mark, you're right. Workhouses. He was yeah. talking, Mark Eddy said, yeah, workhouses. Yeah. I thought he was. Big. I thought he got confused, but. Yeah. It's, it's all right because. I only know that because I live in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) Charles Dickens. Dickens was haunted by his own experience as a child worker. Yeah. Yeah. So it all it all it all comes back. See, that's why he wrote like that because he thought he expressed it, and it's one of the most famous Christmas stories of all time. I would have thought no, nobody in the world has not heard of a Christmas Carol. It's probably been re. There's so many. I love the life story of them. Um, I like that. There was a movie out there. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was his life story. That was really good. Um, yeah, some of it, have, like, some of it is exaggerated, obviously. You of, think it's all exaggerated? Yeah, not all of it. Some of it, because obviously for film, yeah, we have to boost it up. Like any film, it's like when you read when when you see a film of a book. Dumb films don't stay to the book. They just emphasize the book because the book is different. Uh, the book's so, always so, better. <laughs> yeah. When you read a book, it's in your head. You imagine the character in your head. It's a bit like um, when people, I know I'm going off track now, but when people go on about the new Doctor Who. Da, Doctor Who. That's yeah, big, that's big and that popular in the UK. Yeah, and of course they're going on about wokeness and all that. But they obviously never watched Doctor Who from the beginning. If they watch Doctor Who from the William Hartnell era onwards, they'll yeah. find there's lots of subjects about feminism, Daleks representing the, the Nazis, be, and well, all these sort of things. You know, there's lots of references to green, green issues even back in the seventies about yeah. the Earth and, and all that. So it's nothing new. So I wish people would actually watch the show properly rather than judge it. Yeah, well, I li- I watch a lot of the BBC uh, shows. I, there's two of them that I. What was the one? Oh, geez, I'm on a brain freeze. It's the the rich family, and um, you know who I'm talking about. It's not the Crown. It's the other one. They made a movie of it. Oh, the Downton Abbey. Yeah, I love Downton Abbey, and I love that. Is That's it like, still going, if you did, is it still if you going on? If you watch, want to watch Downton Abbey, you work for a series called Upstairs, Downstairs. Oh, yeah. I used to watch that on BBC. Um, and that, that is very much related Upstairs, to Downstairs. That. Yes, I used to watch that too. Years ago, we have a channel over here called um, QED, um, Public Broadcasting, and I used to watch that when I was younger. And then there's the one I watch on Netflix. It's called The, the Midwives. Oh, do I love that. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 there's I lots of called The Midwives. I really and I really enjoy. I watch it. I just binge watch on that. I think it's great. There's yeah. nothing wrong with binge watching. I think the, the, the people at my age still remember <laughs> going over to. We had to stay up at nine o'clock at night to watch something at nine o'clock at night. Who, who was the main character that was the butler on Upstairs Downstairs? I can't remember. Oh, I know he was played by. One, uh, oh, can't, can't I used to watch that. that. Yeah, anyway, it was just a very good show. Yeah, it's it's really good. I love it. But we're getting close to the hour. Um, so it, goes we're, so, it goes so fast, doesn't it? I know. I Well, I used to do two hours. I really like the one hour. <laughs> yeah, two hours is okay, but it's two hours, long. I think sometimes 
you really need two guests. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, that's what I used to do. But I was, so I have a show on Tuesday nights at seven o'clock. Um, next week, ne Tuesday, we have Stan Gordon on the show. He's gonna, he's gonna come talk. Today was December 9th was the anniversary of Kecksburg. He was actually supposed to be on, I think, last Tuesday. Um, so he's on this coming Tuesday. He's going to talk about the anniversary of Kecksburg and a lot of um, cryptic uh, around the what's the Keystone uh, Ridge uh, and the Appalachians. There's a lot of strange things going on in the Appalachians, too. But if you guys can join us on Tuesday at 7, we will be back on at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. And I want to thank you, Mark. Uh, That's okay. So it's tonight. a bit late. Sorry about yeah. that. Thank we you so much. We were there. And then, by the <laughs> way, if anybody says, that doesn't say Mark Anthony Waynes and it says Test with Mark. Ian, but that's because I forgot to rewrite the bit. So don't worry. Uh, yeah. So don't worry about that's that bit. If anyone sees that, just ignore it. Yeah, he is on he's on Amazon. Um, you can go check him out on Amazon and and he has his podcast. What's what's the yeah, name Ghost of the podcast? Ghost, Ghost, Ghost Man. Man Radio Station. I'm on YouTube as Mark Anthony Rains Ghost Man. I'm on lots of things. Just look up Mark Anthony. Yeah, Rains. look him up. I, I come up a lot. I've done yeah, a lot you, of stuff. You do even a lot of interesting um, material. And I want to thank you again for joining us on Chasing Prophecy. Mark, your journey through the near-death experience and your exploration to the realms of crypt, cryptozoology is particularly... Yeah. And by the way, I like your top hat. <laughs> well, you know what? I started wearing a top hat. I have, all, I have like 10 of them. And I know this sounds creepy, sort of like Frosty to Snowman. When I put the top hat on, I totally am a different person. So that's kind of creepy. If you go back and watch my ones, the shows without the top hat, I'm like Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> I need my magical hat. <laughs> it kind of helps me. I know that sounds crazy, but no, thank, to me. <laughs> thank you again for joining us tonight okay. and to our to our listeners in New Orleans on FM 107.7 and 105.3 in Henderson Point, Mississippi. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, the world is full of mysteries waiting to be uncovered. And sometimes the most extraordinary stories are within each of those who dare to seek. So stay curious, keep exploring, and never stop chasing the prophecy. And join us next time. Tuesday is 7 7 Eastern for another intriguing episode where we continue to unravel the secrets of the unknown. So good night, everyone, and stay safe. And remember to tune in and I, bye, bye, Sebastian. Bye, everybody. Bye, Cindy. It's been fun. You know how I always say it's like almost, is it eight o'clock? Because you know who's going to get mad at me for, if I don't get off? <laughs> Sean Kelly's next with Into the Night with Sean Kelly. So remember, keep on believing in the creepy stuff out there. See you next time. Thank you, Mark. And remember to like us and to share the stream. Because the more people that see us, the better it is. 